0: believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley,
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's good to be with you as we start a new week of broadcasting. And I hope that you've been with us the last two weeks because we are in the midst of very specific and significant times according to the Lord's calendar. Two weeks ago, we spoke about the first of the fall feasts, the Feast of Trumpets. Then following that last week, we spoke about the Day of Atonement. And the Feast of Tabernacles is the final fall feast. In fact, it's the final feast of all the feasts. And of course, as we've spoken over the past two weeks, the feasts are specific appointed times of the Lord. And whether you come from a Jewish background or a Gentile background, these are significant because they are prophetic times. And with the exception of the Feast of Tabernacles, they have all been fulfilled in Jesus. Yet, this is the one that is yet to be fulfilled. And so we should have a sense of the anticipation of this as born-again believers in the Messiah. Well, as we said over the past few weeks... The fall feast, the spring feast, and the appointed times of the Lord are spelled out in the book of Leviticus. So we'd like to start showing the biblical basis for this in Leviticus chapter 23, beginning at verse 34. Let me say in Hebrew, the Feast of Tabernacles is known as Sukkot, okay? And we'll discuss why it is called that. All right, if you're with us, Leviticus chapter 23, beginning at verse 34. Leviticus twenty-three thirty-four. Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth of this seventh month is the Feast of Booths for seven days to the Lord. This feast is called the Feast of Ingathering, the Feast of Booths, and the Feast of Tabernacles. On the first day is a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work of any kind. For seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall have a holy convocation and present an offering by fire to the Lord. It is an assembly. You shall do no laborious work. These are the appointed times of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations to present offerings by fire to the Lord. Burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and libations, each day's matter on its own day. Besides those of the Sabbaths, of the Lord, and besides your gifts, and besides all your votive and freewill offerings which you give to the Lord, on exactly the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the crops of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord for seven days, with a rest on the first day and a rest on the eighth day. Now on the first day you shall take for yourselves the foliage of beautiful trees palm branches and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall thus celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall live in booths for seven days. All the native born in Israel shall live in booths so that your generations may know that I had the sons of Israel live in booths when I brought them out from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the sons of Israel the appointed times of the Lord. Junie, it's really an incredible uh, description because the Feast of Tabernacles allows us to look back at the goodness and the mercy of God for our people as they went through the wilderness for 40 years. And yet, there was a a picture of what is yet to happen at the end of the age, when actually all nations will be called to come to Jerusalem to celebrate, gathering together, the great ingathering, and worship the Lord together every year in Jerusalem.
2: And you know, Shelley, Jesus, Yeshua, is the Lord God of Israel. And I remember asking the Lord... Why will you be feasting? I mean, the feasts of the Lord, the appointed times of the Lord. What is it about these times, Lord, that would cause you to feast? It's not the feasts of the people or the feasts of the nations or the feasts of Israel. It's the feasts of the Lord. What was it, Shelley? And I really felt like God imparted to me that he would be feasting because... He will accomplish everything that is written about him. And that's really what Jesus said when he came to this earth. He said, I have come to fulfill what is written about me. So this is um, a very important time of rejoicing because the um, Feast of Booths, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles... The Feast of Sukkot is the only feast that Jesus has not yet fulfilled, but will fulfill when he returns to earth.
1: Amen. You know, it's interesting, Junie. On the one hand, uh, God calls these times appointed times. In Hebrew, the word is Moadim. And at the same time, he calls them feasts. And in Hebrew, the word for feast is Chogag. And what you just said is so true, Junie because actually the Hebrew translation into English means it's to move in a circle, to dance, actually to be giddy, to celebrate. So again, we want to point up the significance of that, and I trust that you know, and if you don't, I'm going to say this to you anyway, that the number seven in Hebrew is very, very significant. And Feast of Tabernacles is the last of seven of the seven feasts of the Lord. And interesting, interestingly, it lasts for seven seven days and then there's an eighth day which is a shabbat so the number seven is significant it means completeness or fullness the sin offerings for seven days on the first day were 13 bullocks on the second day it was 12 on the third day it was 11 and so and gradually decreased and in total 70 bullocks were slaughtered Now 70 is a number divisible by 7. In addition to that, 14 rams were killed, another number divisible by 7. 98 lambs, again divisible by 7. So this is a completion of fullness. And again, we wait for the spiritual fullness to come into the church and for Israel to fulfill their destiny and there will be a gathering together that will bring much joy. Also, on a natural basis... The end of the harvest season took place, and equally if not more important from the spiritual standpoint, the feast of Tabernacles, as I trust you know, followed the day of atonement. F- 5 days after the day of atonement was the feast of Tabernacles, and if the people really had understood that their sins were forgiven through the uh two goats that we spoke of last week, it was a time of great joy. Singing and dancing were very much a part of this feast, so while they were joyful on a natural basis for the crops that were just gathered in, and they thankful for the rain that the Lord provided for them, the feast was joyful in their remembrance, but it was also joyful for looking ahead of what will happen, in addition, as we read from leviticus twenty three its a remembrance of the forty years in a wilderness when they lived in temporary dwellings or booths. So to commemorate that, they built sukkahs or booths and lived in them, as we just read, for seven days. And no doubt they remembered Abraham when he left Ur the Chaldees to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance by faith. He lived as an alien in a land, along with Isaac and Jacob, the fellow heirs of the same promise. So historically and spiritually, Juni, It's just an incredible time to look back at and also to anticipate, as you said before, when Jesus comes back to this earth.
2: And very practically, Shelley, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles is the ingathering. It's also um, the getting of the crops, um, and that's why they rejoiced over the rain. And the booths or the sukkahs that were built were places where people ate the fruit and the ingathering of the crops that um, God allowed to be brought forth through the sun and the rain, and so we really see Shelley that uh, this is a, a a time of year or a time in the future when the Lord returns, that there is now and will be then great rejoicing and thanksgiving to the Lord. Yes, for He is good. And his mercy endures forever.
1: You know, Junie, what's amazing is uh, most of the feasts of Israel, the appointed times, really concerned the natural lifestyle, you know, with crops. Uh, at Pentecost, the first crop was brought forth. And now this is the final gathering of the crops for the season. And they were about to enter the rainy season in Israel. So the people pray that you've done it before, Lord, you can do it again. We pray for rain and so God takes the very natural aspects of life and brings forth a spiritual understanding. So again, it was a natural celebration, but we can see that what what is God saying through this, that there is going to be a great in-gathering, in not just of the crops, the natural crops, but of God's people as they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus and we shall gather together to worship and praise the Lord.
2: And I know, Shelley, that you and I have a burden for the church to cry out to the Lord for his heart, for Israel and the Jewish people, and especially in this day and age when anti-Semitism is rising up its head all over the earth. uh, We really need a supernatural impartation into the heart of uh, God's people that they would know the heart of God with replacement theology yes, right. um, cropping up my in, in this day and age. And the devil's not uh, too happy about God's rejoicing over the feasts because he will fulfill them, that the devil is after Israel and after the Jewish people and even the church. So we really need to see that... Um, We need to cry out to the Lord for his heart and to pray for the lost sheep of the house of Israel.
1: Amen. So again, stay with us throughout the course of this week because we'll be talking about this glorious time, the Feast of Tabernacles. Again, as we said before, a time to look back as well as a time to look forward with great anticipation. Father, we thank, thank you, you Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are the author of these things. Yes, feasts. thank you, Lord. You call these appointed times, and it's for every believer who loves yes, and calls upon your you, name. Yes, thank you, Lord. So I, we pray a blessing upon our listening audience, and pray that they would understand their true heritage and their background for their belief in Jesus. We pray this in His holy name. Amen.
0: Amen.